It's great to be back with you uh, this week, and thank you for your prayers. As I was on an eight-day silent retreat in Arizona, I came back uh, late on Monday evening, actually getting back into Excelsior past midnight, and I brought the snow with me as well from Arizona. But it was a beautiful opportunity just to go uh, and pray, and I had the opportunity uh, to stay uh, in, in a hermitage. And so down in, in Arizona, there's a place called Merciful Heart Hermitage. There's four little, you could almost say primitive cabins, and you're all by yourself, and you're able to just spend time in, in prayer. There's a beautiful chapel you can go to as well. Uh, there's plenty of hiking trails as well. But I was also very blessed during this time of entering into silence to have a spiritual director, and that spiritual director's name is, is Father uh, Eugene Mary of the Trinity. He's actually a diocesan priest, but about two years, two, three years ago, he started to pray and think the Lord might be calling him to become a hermit. And so he's been a hermit for just over a year, and he lives at the retreat center, and he offers spiritual uh, direction. So I was able to meet with him uh, three times. But that first day I met with him was Monday, that first day I got there after sleeping in, which was beautiful as, as well. I walked up even farther up the hill, and as I, as I got close to where he, he lived, I heard a very, very good sound. I heard a dog barking. And I thought, could it be? Does a hermit allow to have a dog? And sure enough, as I went to the fence, there was a dog out there ready to greet me, and eventually it stopped barking, and the dog's name was, or is, not was, he's not dead, is... Charlie. And so Father uh, Eugene asked me, do you like dogs? I go, oh, I like dogs. And I kind of miss, you know, I'm missing a little bit. Not, not too much. It's only a dog, right? Missing bogey. So that was great and to the point that Charlie would just lay at the foot of, of Father Eugene during spiritual direction. So I got to, to get to know Charlie a little bit. Even more importantly, I got some spiritual direction as well. But on the last day, I met with uh, Father Eugene, and this is now a week later. It's uh, that Sunday uh, morning, he, he invited me to join him for a hike. And there's beautiful hiking trails all over the, the property. There's federal land. I got, I got lost one day. It was great without a cell phone getting lost in the desert. Obviously, I made it through. I'm here, right? But he invited me to go on, on a more, you know, we could say marked hiking trail. And so I, I, I joined him. He said, if you don't mind, I'm going to bring Charlie with as, as well. And so I said, okay, that sounds great. He goes, and by the way, because you're on a southern retreat, when we go hiking, let's remain silent. Okay, see how this goes. So we do this three-mile hike. It was actually the easiest hike we, we, I did all, all week, praise, praise God. It was a nice Sunday activity. But as we're finishing this, this hike, we're walking up kind of the hill, the mount, we'd call it a mountain here in, in Minnesota, and I think Father Eugene realized that I was huffing and puffing a little bit. I don't know why that would be. Right? And so we stopped to drink for Charlie to drink water. Not, not me, but, but for Charlie. And Father Eugene had to do something, and sure enough, he hands me Charlie's leash. It's kind of like... So I take the leash. Father Eugene's doing something, and all of a sudden, out of the corner of my eye, I see a little lizard scurrying across right in front of Charlie. And all of a sudden, Charlie started yanking on that chain, started barking, started digging. And Father Eugene looks at me and goes, what'd you do? I'm like, it wasn't me. It was 
it was Charlie. But Charlie wouldn't stop until he tried to get that lizard. And he went for like two minutes, just pulling on my arm. And right before this was very peaceful. It was great. But as soon as he saw that little lizard, all he wanted to do was play with it, right? And Father Eugene kind of finally started talking. He says, was that a lizard? I said, yep. He goes, oh, yeah. Lizard and jackrabbits, he likes to chase those down. But we had this peaceful time, and all of a sudden, a lizard comes, and everything was ruined for, for Charlie. Now, by the way, we are, we're greater than animals. Like, we, too, can enter into a peaceful time, hopefully. But so often, we lose this peace. And how do we lose this peace? Well, what are the lizards, we could say, in our life? Maybe you've experienced some, some great peace in your life. And all of a sudden, someone sends you a text message. Or all of a sudden, you see something on Facebook. Or all of a sudden, someone cuts you off on the road. And that peace that you have is taken away. And all you want to do is attack that lizard. I know it's a weird analogy, but you want to attack that lizard. But what God wants to give us is what? God wants to give us peace. He wants this peace to stay. We hear about this today in our, in our first reading, by the way, where once again we have an analogy of animals. And every single time I read this passage from Isaiah, I'm thinking, this is the greatest hyperbole I've ever heard. Once again, once a hyperbole, it's almost like an extreme exaggeration to make a point. But he's saying, in, in heaven, what's going to happen? I'm just going to read one line here. Then the wolf shall be the guest of the lamb, and the leopard shall lie down with the kid. The calf and the young lion shall browse together with the little child to guide them. Yeah, if that happens, call child services, by the way, right? To think that a wolf and a lamb can be together. To think that a child is going to lead them. But then why is this analogy here? Because this is what God wants to bring us. He wants to bring us peace. He wants to bring us into a time, we could say, even greater, even greater than the garden of Eden. See, in Eden, the animals still, you know, they didn't attack each other, but they, they had to eat each other. But God wants to give us even greater peace. Not just for animals, even more importantly, for human beings. And so how do we attain this peace? Is it by going on silent retreat for the rest of our life? Well, for some people, that's the answer. Praise God. But for most of us, if not all of us, probably not attainable to do that. So then how do we attain this peace? We go forward to the gospel passage today. Here is John the Baptist, and what is he doing? He is proclaiming the coming of Christ. And what does he say? He, he, he references Isaiah. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. A voice of one crying out in the desert, prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight his paths. What does it mean to make straight his paths? What does it mean to prepare for the Lord? It means that anything in our life that's prohibiting us from experiencing that peace, we've got to try to remove 
with God's help. Those that make us, that's things in our life that make us lose our peace. And maybe we can't, we can't control everything. We can't control people cutting us off from traffic or not. But we can control if we lose our peace or not. We can control other things as well. How? Calling to mind the Lord. Letting him greater into our life. Letting him abide in us. And there's other places in our life where we're prohibiting the Lord from entering, and we call those sins. And so what are we called to do with those sins? Well, we know as well to go to the sacrament of reconciliation. Yesterday morning, I had the opportunity to spend time with our, our students who are preparing to receive the sacrament of reconciliation. And I brought them in front of the confessional. I said, you know what I call this place? I call this a sacrament of peace. And they go, why? And I said, because every time I leave the confessional, especially when I go to confession, I experience a peace where everything that's been separating from God is gone. He has me, and more importantly, I have him. Hmm. How beautiful this is. That he is madly, God is madly in love with you. Think about it. How much is God madly in love with you? We sent his only begotten son into this world so we could have this peace. How much is he madly in love with you? He gave his only son, dying on the cross, so we could be free from this original sin, so that we could experience this peace. And so maybe when we're lacking some of this peace in our own life, we even call to mind this simple but profound truth. God is madly in love with you. He has you. And he wants you. He desires for you to have him. How? In the sacrament of confession? Yes. But also in the sacrament of the Eucharist. To be able to come and receive Jesus Christ truly present in the Eucharist. And he becomes part of us. And we let him dwell inside of us. We let him abide inside of us. And let him transform us. And when this happens, when other distractions come, when other lizards come, we won't go chasing after them. Instead, we'll chase after the peace, the peace that God wants to give each and every one of us.